When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unit 7 Civil Rights and Civil Liberties Test Review. Uh, This one will be quick and short because we crossed out a lot of stuff that's on the paper copy of the review, if you grab that or had that. So there wasn't uh, as much to do. Also, remember, this test is short. It's only 15 questions, so I really hesitate to call it a a test. Uh, It's really more of a quiz, but I am going to count it as a test because hopefully it's pretty easy for you. All right, so first and foremost, we've got the amendment. So the first 10 amendments, you do need to know this because there's quite a few questions on the test where <clears throat> you uh, are given some of the, the freedoms that are listed in the, the amendments, and you have to be able to pick out the first, the second, the third, whatever the amendment is. So let's run through those and be sure you remember them. So uh, the first amendment has five freedoms uh, for this test. You just really need to know the first three. Uh, for the written final, you do need to know the other two. So I'll go over that when I go over that part. Uh, but the First Amendment has the freedom of speech, the freedom of religion, and the freedom of press. Okay, so those are the three you got to really worry about for the test tomorrow. Um, don't worry about the petition and assembly, which is uh, also part of the First Amendment uh, freedoms that we, we have. So uh, the Second Amendment is the right to bear arms. So that is the Second Amendment. It uh, is something that's, you know, um, it can be controversial as some people want to, to get rid of guns and or limit guns and all that kind of stuff, but it's there. All right, so the Second Amendment is the right to bear arms. The Third Amendment, we don't really, I'm not going to go over because it really doesn't matter to us nowadays. That's the, the no quartering of troops. We don't really have to worry about that. There's not going to be any any troops beating down your door uh, to try and make you house them. The Fourth Amendment protects you from um, no unlawful search and seizure. So the police cannot come grab you uh, and search you without a a good valid reason, a warrant, probable cause, things like that. They they can't search your car. They, They can't do any of that kind of stuff. So you're protected there. The Fifth Amendment is going to protect you from a couple of things. The big one is no self-incrimination. So uh, this is why I always say don't talk to the police. If you're ever in trouble, just ask for a lawyer, and then that's it, because the Fifth Amendment protects you, and you cannot be forced to testify against yourself in court. Uh, You also don't have to answer questions from the police. Um, So that's that whole new self-incrimination thing. Now, other parts there is the fact that double jeopardy is is a thing, meaning you can't be tried for the same crime twice. This is to keep the government from continuously trying you until they get an outcome that they want. So once you get off uh, at that level, so if it's the state level or the federal level, they can't try you again. So those are the big ones there. Uh, there's also stuff about grand jury and eminent domain, but the no, no self-incrimination and the double jeopardy are the big ones. All right, the Sixth Amendment, <coughs> excuse me, this is going to guarantee you a fair and speedy trial, okay, and all the things that happen with that. 
So within a trial, not only are you going to see a, a judge pretty quickly, you're not going to sit in, in jail for, for 10 years before you get to see a judge and have a trial. Uh, you're going to also get a jury. You're guaranteed a jury uh, in your trials. You have a right to a lawyer. This is why the only thing you should say to the police ever, if you're being questioned, I want a lawyer, and then you be quiet because you're going to get one. Um, so those are the big things for the Sixth Amendment. <clears throat> the Seventh Amendment is basically the same thing, except for civil cases. That's person to person versus the criminal side, where it's you versus the government. So that's the Seventh Amendment. But that's not on the test. Uh, the Eighth Amendment is the one that's going to protect you from cruel and unusual punishment. Okay, so uh, usually we go right to the death penalty for there uh, for that thing, and and that that's a valid thing because death penalty is always questioned uh, among with the Eighth Amendment. Eighth Amendment. And it's saying there'll be no cruel and unusual punishment. At the moment, we have it to where states can choose. Some states have the death penalty as a punishment. Other states don't. Um, the other thing that goes with the Eighth Amendment is the fact that the punishment needs to fit the crime. So if you are going to, um, you know, if you go take a bag of chips from the quick trip, you're not going to get thrown in jail for 15 years. You know, that's, that's not going to fit the crime there. Uh, so... Those are the first 10. I'm not going to go over 9 and 10 because they're not in there, but they deal with our rights as citizens and then uh, states' rights. <clears throat> it allows them to, to do things. Um, it allows people to do things that maybe necessarily aren't in the Constitution. All right. The other ones there, the 14th Amendment uh, defines citizenship, <clears throat> and it has two clauses. One of them is the due process clause, which I'll get into in just a minute as we go further down. Um, the uh, the list there, and then the other one is the establishment clause. I mean, excuse me, the uh, the equal protection clause. So uh, that one just hey, all laws should be you know done equally uh, and enforced equally. The Nineteenth Amendment gives women the right to vote. The Twenty Fourth Amendment uh, gets rid of the poll taxes, so you cannot be charged to go vote. And then the Twenty Sixth Amendment allows the eighteen year olds the right to vote. Once again, a lot of these questions are very simple. It's going to ask you uh, and give you a list. Fair, speedy trial, jury duty. I mean, I should jury trial, uh, right to attorney. It's going to give you that list. And then you got to pick out, oh, that's the Sixth Amendment. So you got to be sure and remember those things. Okay, the purpose of the Bill of Rights. Uh, the purpose of this document was to protect our civil liberties. Remember, civil liberties are those things the government cannot take away. So they can't take away your right to a fair and speedy trial. They can't take away your right to a lawyer. They can't take away your right to free speech, so on and so forth. So the purpose of the Bill of Rights was to get those liberties, those freedoms that we have uh, down on paper to protect us from the government. All right, now we got a list of clauses here. So the Establishment Clause is the one that stops the government from creating a religion. There's never going to be a government religion that you're forced to go to. That's what the Establishment Clause does, and this is where the whole separation of church and state comes from, if you've heard that, and it's going to deal with one of the court cases we talk about a little bit later. Uh, the next one is the Free Exercise Clause. This is also a part of the First Amendment, and the Free Exercise Clause allows you to worship how you want to. So you can worship whichever religion you want to, and really almost any way you want to, as long as it's not illegal stuff. That's the, the big difference there, uh, is, or not the difference, but the, the key Key, key part there. So you can't start up a religion that's going to be doing illegal things. Like, well, hey, freedom of religion, free exercise. Exclusionary clause comes from the Fourth Amendment, uh, and you might also see it as the exclusionary rule, so don't get it confused. Uh, but this is what's going to protect you from illegally obtained evidence. Uh, 
So if the, let's say the police show up to your house, there you're having a, a graduation party since a lot of you are going to be graduating soon. And they show up to your house because your neighbor has called and complained about the noise. All righty. Uh, they get there at this, uh, for this noise complaint and nothing else is really happening, but they find something. Uh, maybe they find a small bag of, of pot or, or something like that. And they try and arrest you. There's a good chance that might get thrown out. Okay. Uh, now I'm, I can't guarantee you that, but I'm, I'm just saying if they're there for one reason <clears throat> and there's really no legitimate reason for them to stick around, but somehow they find this, this drug paraphernalia or whatever it might be. Uh, there's really no reason for them to pursue it, okay, because the, it might get kicked out uh, of a court. So exclusionary rule, exclusionary clause just says that uh, illegally obtained evidence without a warrant, without probable cause, and without your permission will probably get kicked out. And then the final clause there is the due process clause. Like I said, this is part of the 14th, 14th Amendment. Excuse me. And the 14th Amendment is going to, once again, uh, define what a citizen is, and then it's going to tell you, all the things that you have, okay, uh, as a citizen, and, and that's equal protection. So all laws should be enforced equally. And then you have due process. And so what is due process? Well, due process is basically your rights as an accused person. From the time you are a suspect for in a crime to the time you're incarcerated, and in jail for 15, 20 years, you still have due process, all right? Uh, and it's all those rights that you have. So it's going to be the 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th Amendment that's going to protect you. Uh, the 4th Amendment, you can't be unlawfully searched and seized. The 5th Amendment, you have the right to remain silent. You know, you don't have to talk to the police and things like that. The 6th Amendment, you have a fair and speedy trial. The 7th Amendment is with civil side. And then the 8th Amendment, you're protected uh, from cruel and unusual punishment. So they can't throw you in jail and just lock, lock you away, away from everybody else for the rest of your life. That's cruel and unusual. All right. So you have this due process uh, throughout the process of your uh, potential incarceration uh, and, and trial and all that kind of stuff. All right. So if you're looking at the review, we're going to cross out the events of the civil rights. That was off the test. It got taken off of there. Uh, we go to the Brown versus Board of Education case. Now, this is a case that most people are familiar with. Remember, this is going to use the uh, separate, I mean, excuse me, the, the 14th Amendment and the Equal Protection Clause. That's going to basically say, hey, the whole separate but equal thing that the America has been doing, you can't do that anymore. It's, it's not fair. It's not equal. Okay. Uh, and so uh, that's when schools are going to be integrated. So there had been a decision in 1896, Plessy versus Ferguson, that had created the whole separate but equal thing. And then uh, Brown versus Board is going to overturn that. And it is going to say that the, the separate but equal stuff is not fair. It's not following the 14th Amendment. All right, the Civil Rights Act, this is an important one. Uh, this was in 1964. And it is going to protect people from uh, discrimination based on race, sex, religion, um, whatever demographic you can think of, uh, you're probably protected. So this really hits uh, at work and things like that. So, you know, if you feel like you're being discriminated against because of your religion, because of your sex, because of anything like that, then you potentially have a suit against your, your employer if they're going to maybe, you know, if they fire you uh, for no other reason than, well, they're this religion or whatever it might be. Uh, 
I live in kind of a bubble, meaning I'm here at school. I don't really get out in the real world too much, especially during the day. Um, I like to think that you know this kind of stuff doesn't happen and that kind of discrimination doesn't happen. Uh, but I, I have a feeling we, we still live in a time when it probably does. Uh, but people can fight back with the Civil Rights Act because it does stop and prohibit that discrimination. Alrighty. And then the Voting Rights Act, the Voting Rights Act, this is the one that's going to help African-Americans uh, in the 1960s. It's going to make it safer and easier to register to vote and to vote. So you have the Civil Rights Act in 1964 uh, that protects people uh, from discrimination in the workforce, but it doesn't really do anything for voting. So uh, in the South, people are still uh, intimidating African-Americans you know, out of registering to vote or even voting and things like that. The Voting Rights Act was, was created uh, to try and stop and protect that. All right, I took the Americans with Disabilities uh, question off the test, so that is not on there. So you can cross that out if you're following along at home. Uh, and then the poll taxes, those were uh, things that, things, that's a super good term there. Uh, those were the some of the barriers that were placed on uh, voters, African-American voters specifically back in the Civil Rights era to try and keep them from voting because a lot of African-Americans uh, were unable to afford the poll tax. Um, and so it was just one of those barriers. Now, the 24th Amendment, like we said at the beginning, did get rid of that. And then suffrage, remember, suffrage is just the right to vote. So if you ever see that term, it's not someone suffering. It is the, the right to vote. And we've had people uh, you know, get that suffrage throughout our history with amendments, uh, 15 being one where all African-American men can vote, the 19th, which we talked about earlier, that's where women can vote, and then the 26th Amendment, uh, that's the one that extended the right to 18-year-olds, okay? All right, uh, the last little bit here is court cases. Now, if you have the, the review, you have three court cases crossed out, so uh, those aren't going to be on there, and that leaves us with five, Gideon, Map, Engel, Greg, and New Jersey. Uh, so they're not all in the test, but you do need to prepare for all of them because I'm not going to tell you which one's going to be on the test. All righty. So let's run through these. I'm going to try and keep it as quick and as simple as possible because we're already coming up on 15 minutes of this thing. So Gideon versus Wainwright is the first one there. And this is the case that deals with the Sixth Amendment and your right to a lawyer. So uh, Gideon was not given a lawyer because he was arrested for a misdemeanor. And at the time, the state did not give lawyers for people accused of misdemeanors, only for felonies. And so he's charged, convicted, and he will appeal based on the fact that my Sixth Amendment right to a lawyer was violated. And the Supreme Court will agree with him, and uh, he'll get a new trial and all that kind of good stuff. But the most important thing for you to remember is Sixth Amendment, and you are granted and guaranteed a lawyer. That's why I always say, ask for a lawyer no matter what. Matt versus Ohio. This is the next one. Uh, this is a Fourth Amendment thing, and this is the one that created that exclusionary clause or exclusionary rule that we talked about earlier. The Matt versus Ohio case uh, the police showed up to, to Dorley's, uh, Dorley Mapp's house and they wanted to search her house. They wanted to look for an escaped convict that was an associate of her or something along those lines. I'm not sure exactly. She said no. Well, they come back a couple hours later and they flash a piece of paper in front of her saying, we got a warrant. They didn't. Okay. That, that thing never showed back up. Uh, and they go searching and they find some drug paraphernalia and they arrest her for that. All righty. And so she's charged and convicted. Uh, for, for the, the drug stuff. And she is going to appeal saying, hey, they didn't have a right to be there. All right. And, and they didn't because they first off never showed the warrant. Again, it was a fake warrant. So they never showed it to her and they never, it never come, came back in court. Uh, 
Uh, and then, you know, had they not been looking for this guy, they wouldn't even found the drug stuff. So that's the exclusionary rule where they cannot use illegally obtained evidence against you. Once again, fourth amendment. Engel versus Vital. This is the prayer in school case. So uh, back in the day, and I say back in the day, like in the 50s and 60s, one of the first things we would do when we got to school, our class would be that we would say a little prayer together. Okay. I would lead you in prayer as your teacher. Uh, in the 60s, like 1962 or so, uh, parents said, no, well, that's not right. I can't lead, can't make my kids pray and stuff like that. And so uh, they're going to fight back against the school system and the Supreme Court's going to agree with them uh, based on the First Amendment. So this is a First Amendment issue and the Establishment Clause. Remember that thing that we said where the government cannot create a religion? Well, guess what schools are? Schools are government funded. And so if the government funded schools are making people pray, that's kind of leading to a whole um, uh, state-sponsored religion. And so it got shut down, and um, that's why we don't pray in school. Now, you can pray. If you want to pray before this test uh, on Tuesday the 10th, you can do that. But uh, I'm not going to lead you in prayer. All right, Greg versus Georgia is a quick and easy one. That's the Eighth Amendment, uh, and it is going to be the one that's going to basically make the, the death penalty as a legal thing. Alrighty. And the New Jersey versus TLO, this is another Fourth Amendment one. Uh, uh, a 13, 14 year old was caught smoking in the bathroom. She got taken to the, the principal's office, uh, and vice principal, whoever, and they searched her bag and she uh, was found with drugs and was arrested. Well, she's going to argue and appeal that, hey, you can't search my bag. You didn't have a right to, to search my bag, according to the Fourth Amendment, Unlaw no unlawful search and seizures. The Supreme Court's going to say no. Schools do have that right. Uh, and so, uh, you know, if you get in trouble, now administrators aren't going to come walking down the hallways, grabbing people's bags and searching them. But if you get in trouble here at school, they're within their right to search your bag if they want to. All right, so those are that. Let's spend the last three or four minutes here talking about the written final, which you'll do as well, because once again, the test is super short. It's only 15 questions. You should get done uh, in a hurry, okay? Maybe not in a hurry, but you should get done pretty quickly. So our written final, you have three choices, all right? Uh, that means you have three different topics that you can choose from, and within one of those, you have three choices to make as well. So uh, let's go through those real quick. So the first choice you have is foundations of government. So this is going to be way back in January, some of the very first stuff we did where you're going to talk about uh, some of the different types of government, some of the different types of democracy, uh, and just all those sorts of things. You're going to get into the you know what led to the U.S. Constitution, how the Articles was weak, um, and then the Constitutional Convention. You'll want to be able to talk about some of the compromises of the Constitution. I know it's a long time ago. Uh, for me, I'd probably do the stuff that's more recent, but you know, if you want to do this, if you feel good about the Constitutional Convention and the compromises and the types of democracy, that might be a good one for you. Okay. The second choice is the one that where you have choices within it. So it's about the branches of government. And there are three branches of government that we cover. We cover the legislative branch, which we did first, the executive branch, which we did second, and then the judicial branch. So if you pick number two, you will pick one of the branches. All right. So you'll pick one of the branches. Do not do all three. I don't want to read a paper that talks about all three of the branches. You just pick one and you will need to explain their their structure, their powers, where their powers come from. So like if you chose Congress, you would talk about Article one and how they have the, the power to tax and things like that. All righty. Uh, and then you'd also want to get into the checks and balances amongst the branches. 
So you would talk about if you chose the legislative branch, how they can impeach the president and the different powers that they have uh, with that. Okay, so that's the second choice. The third and final choice is the more recent stuff, uh, but that's the constitutional rights. And you're going to work specifically on the First Amendment and those five basic rights that we talked about earlier. That's the freedom of press, speech, religion, and then assembly and petition. So you'll need to be able to explain all five of those First Amendment freedoms. And you're going to be asked to talk about some of the court cases we talked about. So basically how they've been challenged uh, and how does the government go about protecting people's individual liberties and rights and things like that. And uh, yeah, so a little bit about the, the First Amendment and the five freedoms. And then you'll get into some evidence stuff, kind of, hey, this, is, this was a case that uh, you know, protected free speech, or this is a case that uh, protected free religion or whatever it might be. And you'll want to be able to talk about those. Uh, for me personally, if I was making a choice, I would probably pick number two and just whatever my favorite branch was. I think that might be the easiest one. Uh, just that way, I don't have to remember all these court cases and all that kind of stuff for number three. And I don't have to go searching back for January stuff for number one. Uh, so that's me personally. You can do what you want to. Once again, you'll pick one of the three for your written final, and you'll write about it. I don't need five paragraphs, so don't feel like you have to give me this long document. Uh, you can make it short as long as you get the question answered. I'm I'm big into just get me the content. That's what I'm looking for. I know it's a written final, and you have to be able to write a little bit for it, but at the end of the day, I'm mainly concerned about the information you provide me and is it valid and true and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not going to worry about a comma. I'm not going to worry about a capitalized word or if you can spell whatever it is you try and spell on there. Okay. So if you have questions, feel free to uh, shoot me a remind text. Feel free to email me uh, or whatever you need to do. And I'll answer questions as best I can. All right, guys, best of luck on everything you're doing as we close down uh, this school year. Just as a heads up, First period, kids, you take your final exam if you're a senior on Tuesday the 17th. And then seventh period, uh, you take it on the same day, actually. So uh, we'll, we'll, if you have to take the final exam, you'll both take it on Tuesday the 17th. Uh, first period, you already have the final exam review. Seventh period, I'll give those to you when we take the test. So you can start doing it. It's also extra credit. And I'll have a review session next Monday on those things. All right, guys. Best of luck in everything else you're doing. Best of luck uh, in everything you got going on. And I will talk to you later on. Bye-bye.